Pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth, proudly brought to you each and every week by the terrible human beings that run Cafe and Gum Australia. I'd like to thank the GWS Giants and the Gillaroos for recently purchasing some gum. The more gum that people buy, it means the less work I have to do. So I've had a lot of requests lately. Where's Jed Gillespie? Where's Jed Gillespie? Where's Jed Gillespie? Finally managed to track him down. Of course, he's right in the center of Hong Kong. Jed Gillespie, how are you, sir? It's good to see you. What's cracking? Um, yeah, fuck. Apologies, everyone. It's been a uh, chaotic few weeks here. And I haven't, um, I just sort of got a place to put my feet up and uh, unpack my small rucksack. So now that I've done that, we can we can get back to regular programming. But yeah, good to see you as well. So you've been very, very busy lately. Very busy, That's, man. It's been good. I've uh, gone into a little bit of a routine um, after the craziness of 2022. It's been nice to calm down and just. I can actually work on improving my life rather than just avoiding my problems like I have been all year. But more importantly, you have gone, in my opinion, and I'm very, very biased. I'm born in Hong Kong. I've spent a lot of time there. You've gone straight from the glitz and glamour of the northwestern side of Sydney <laughs> to, to straight into straight into the heartland of, in my opinion, one of the greatest cities on earth. But it's a bit of a culture shock. Have you have you settled in? Have you found it? You've gone from coaching to playing into a very condensed city with a completely different culture and atmosphere and people. And and have you found the whole experience? Oh, so the it's it's been it's been it's been real. It's been it's been an incredible experience. The I was out of um, I really only sort of last week. No, we about so for the first sort of week and a half, two weeks, I was I was sort of sharing a room with, with one of the boys. And that was a bit it's a bit hard. You don't feel like you're at home until you sort of get a room and unpack your bags and whatnot. So once that happened, um all all is good. Um it's been it's been a so straight I landed and then we had a game the first week. So um obviously those guys have been training for like six months. So it's you know, I feel feel a bit slack in that respect. But it's been it's been incredible. Um, there's a the the players here are very like obviously a lot of English guys, a lot of Irish guys, pretty much like a smattering of people. But it's a similar vibe to Melbourne. And let me follow that up very fast because Lord knows I didn't like Melbourne. But the in that you're not like you can't go home to your family, you can't go home to your brothers and sisters and whatnot. So it's very very tight knit and. They're just very, they're a very very tight group of people, and they're very very selfless and generous. So it's sort of made me reflect on what I suppose the Eastwood and where I've come from, and the teams I've played in, and they're just incredible. Like they'd do anything if I called them now and would like, mate, I need fucking I need money and a gun and a taxi. They 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 just be here to help. So it's been very very good. Um, playing's been well, it was all right. So I got drip fed. I did thirty last week. Um, at tight end, which is a bit interesting. I haven't played tight end for 15 years. Um, and then on the only grass pitch in the comp. So that was nice. And Cricket nice club? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, we played Sandy Bay. Sandy Bay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so played Sandy Bay. And then uh, this week, we were back at home. So our first home game of the year. Um, and the 
I went on the tight end. I was a tight end again there. The starting tight end went down. I went on, play, I was played about 55 or 60. So it was, it was about 32 degrees. I was fucking very hot. I played okay, I think. And then with about two minutes to go, I got very innocuous, like knock on the chin. And I was fucking out like a lot. So had a pretty rough weekend. Um, <laughs> just I like getting knocked out sucks. I know we've spoken about concussion a lot. But it's not very fun at the time. And, like, I've had it a few times. So you sort of know what's happening. You're like, oh, I've lost my marbles. All right, I'll be okay. But it's fucking not very fun. Jeez, you, you don't feel good. You feel very stressed and, like, anxious. And so I don't remember a lot of the game. Um, I'll have to watch it back. But it was, uh, yeah, we're 3-0 th- we're now. So we're heading into a weird little block um, where we've got a game Thursday um, against Kowloon. And then... The boys are heading away for the Repercharge game, uh, the Hong Kong qualification against like Chile and Kenya and all those sides in Dubai. So I don't know. The, our comp's officially off for a month. Um, yeah. so, so it'll shut shut down. It'll shut down and then probably shut down mostly over Christmas as well. Yeah, so it, it shuts down, but like there's talk of playing like a, I suppose, like a different little comp in there. I, I don't know whether that's been confirmed or not, but... Um, yeah, it's 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 been fucking yeah. So it's been, there's been a lot happening, um, but it's it's a uh, it's fucking incredible. I've been doing some coaching as well with the 18s um, and a little bit with the women's side here, who are very very good. Um, the club itself, I know we last time we spoke, I'd actually been inside of it, so it was hard to say, tell say what it's it was incredible, like. isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. So you get your um, you get your card sort of thing and sort of everything in the club you you can't pay for. You've got to, you got to be a member. So you pay on your card. So you sort of, it feels like everything's free. So you got to go for dinner after, like dinner, there's a massive, massive restaurant. They, they hit you with a bill at the end of the month and you go, oh, yeah, so fuck. I got, I got hit with my first bill and it was not too bad. Like, uh, but I was like, oh, geez, this isn't free after all. But it's just, it's just incredible. It's an incredible space. So I didn't know that the, the history was, the football club was, I think, very, very small. Um, and then the jockey club, which is next door, which is apparently a one where the, the yarn over here, and I don't know what, how the truth to it, you'd probably know more, is that on one Wednesday, so they run every Wednesday, on one Wednesday, they make more than any other carnival, anything in the world. So that's, that's yeah. I, That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the Wednesday night Hong Kong races is the only legalized gambling that they can do. Legalized, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the the jockey club, and I think they they're technically a charity, right? So all over Hong Kong is just think like the the logo, the jockey club's plastered everywhere. So at some point they needed more footage on their like square footage on their racetrack, and the football club was on one of the corners, and so they've gone. Can we have five meters? And in return, we'll build you this fucking gigantic behemoth of a club and we'll pay you like a, you know, restitution every year for it. So that's how it got built. So they, they it got built by the jockey club, which is like right next door. So they're all the gym, like the whole thing, you're right on the edge of like the, the back straight. Um, and so it all got built by them. Uh, yes, it's, so- qu- it's quite incredible when you like compare going to TG Milner versus Hong Kong Football Club. It's it's in the middle of a giant racetrack, right in the center of Hong Kong. It's got first class facilities. There's 
three different restaurants. There's an indoor bowling. Yeah, well, I think that it was, was two, one of the three things. gyms, like, something like that. The first, the first week it was I was obviously with Granger, and I couldn't go everywhere yet because we're on this. You had three days after you, you, you first got in the country where you couldn't go to all these places. So we're just going to the gym, going bowling, shooting some hoops, going to have <laughs> the buffet is quite good. Go to the buffet. Breakfast buffets in Hong Kong are <laughs> ridiculous. The breakfast buffet. So like it just, yeah, it took some getting used to, but it's um the place to be is sort of by the pool. So on a Sunday up at the pool, it's absolutely pumpy. And have you got, done any exploring yet? Yeah. So the first, the while I couldn't go inside. So the first three days I couldn't go inside. So we explored as much as we could without going inside. So we haven't been like over to Sheko or any of the over there yet, but we're going tomorrow, I think. But we've yeah. been sort of, we walked up the peak and we walked, like we've been over to Deepwater Bay and Ripulse Bay. And like, there's some really beautiful spots. Around. It's quite surprising, isn't it? When you're in the, cause you're right in the center of it and you see all the high rises and the buildings and all the people and just, just outside the city, there's actually some really beautiful spots, and and you compare it to almost anywhere on a nice day. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the beaches are really really nice. Um, there's some really uh, good hikes there as well. Yeah, like the if, hikes. If you Google it. There's some amazing hikes. The hikes are all the jazz. So the, that, I suppose the problem was when I first got here, the we were doing like forty thousand steps a day. So leading into the first couple of games, like. We were like, we have to stop walking this much every day, or like, we're, I'm going to be fucked. So we've <laughs> sort of had to tone back deliberately, walking a bit. I um, I got lost. So for the football club to my house, to the first place I was staying, is probably like a seven minute walk, which yeah. is not very far. I know, like that's about as close as walks get without being able to see it. Um, and I was like, right, I'll, I'll head home, guys. You go out because I couldn't get in places yet. I didn't have any money. And my phone died, and uh, it took me three hours to get home. So my because everything minutes, looks as everything looks the same as well. it was my you, first day out the slammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy I've had shit. that. I've had that nights on the piss where you've I've lost my brother, and I'm gone every fuck. I don't know where I live. Everywhere looks no, the same. It was very bad. So like, Grager, guys, we've he went out. I didn't go out. I'm just doing laps of Happy Valley, like <laughs> trying to figure out where I'm going. Obviously, if you stop a cabbie, they're like. Yeah. Where's your money? And I'm like, nah, mate, just point me in the direction of Tai Hang. And he's like, they're all just like, fuck off. Eventually, a security guard who I'd walked past five times because I was doing laps was like, it's that way, brother. Like, walk there, chuck a right. So we both got home at the same time and he'd been out and I hadn't. So that was my first weekend. I learned you, you need your phone on here at all times. Yeah. All times. Get a, get a charger block. So you got to a charger markets. block. Yeah. I went to the, I went across to the, um, Temple Street Markets and got a charger block because I'm like, if your phone, like, you got to scan into every venue here. And it's not like Sydney where like you used to sort of pretend to scan in. It's like you get a code and then they scan the code. It's it's full, it's the full nine yards. So, um, I, the, the favorite, our favorite place at the moment, Chubby, and I, I think some of our listeners would quite enjoy it. It's actually about three doors down from where I'm at the moment in Wan Chai. It's called Sunny Paradise Sauna. And, um, you go in there, the, all the guys love it. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, so you go in there, it's about 35 bucks Aussie, which is quite a lot here. Um, and you go into the change room, some guys in there 
immediately strips you down <laughs> like you're heading into prison. And I was like, all right, mate, just just take a or, step back. Or some kind of other massage parlor. Yeah, just step back there a little bit, but I'll take my pants <laughs> off, but just, just give me a meter. Um, you lock all your stuff up and then you walk into like this weird like ice bath, um, spa, sauna, just area where there's just guys sort of smoking and on their phones and laptops. So you sort of or and shaving like a like a really like a some sort of weird bar spathy thing. Um and then after you're sort of done your you you that bit, they take you to this other room where you sit on leather chairs and they bring you like food and coffee and stuff. It's very strange. But they're like all the the businessmen are in there just sort of doing trades and smoking darts. It's very how many weird. times a week's Granger in there? Twice at the moment. We go twice. The only reason we don't go seven is because of the fucking because of the, the the cash. But the like it's just like recovery. So the guys will have, go there. Have you had any interesting encounters with the locals yet? Well, no, the, not too interesting. I mean, they all sort of look at me like, holy fuck, what is that thing? Phalo. Phalo. Like, if the, if you hear Phalo, that's fat man. <laughs> well, I wouldn't hear Phalo, mate. You know, I'm <laughs> say Lolo, it's very fat man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not not too not too much, but like I, I did when I was trying to figure out like catching trams. The trams cool, but it's so slow. So I got the train, and the trains are really good. But like, there's a fella like in a wheelchair waiting to get on. So I'm like, oh, I'll wait for this guy to get on, and I'll jump on behind him. Bro, lucky he was fucking paralyzed because the people were just fucking knocking him all over the place. Like, just get on. They got they got places to be. They'll they'll run straight into you if they're looking at your phone. If their phone, they'll just they'll hit me like a brick. So I've got a theory about that. So you know how Australia isn't densely populated, so we've got quite a lot of space per capita. Hong Kong's incredibly densely populated, so there's a a a huge disregard for your fellow human beings in Hong Kong. So you've almost got a you're you're a large person, but you're not from Hong Kong, so they will expect you to get out of their way when you walk down the street. So you'll get like even Kate nicest person you'll ever meet just walking down the street refusing to move knocking over people left right and center because otherwise you'll just be sidestepping people all day yeah well i, I try i do the i'm sort of just blending in now so i'll just chuck the headphones on and just walk and see what happens i try not to get hit by stuff but there's fucking there's a lot on the roads as well so look it's, are it's you been, enjoying it's been good Sorry, you go Sorry. No, are you, you enjoying should. the food are you enjoying the food over there yeah so I am. I am enjoying the food a lot. I, it's 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 nice. I mean, it's it's fairly cost efficient as well. Like, um, Grange is a real food guy, so we we try and just go to like little little joints, big joints, like pretty much anything. We just they see us coming as well from a mile away. Like, there's a few times there's a queue to get in somewhere, and the bloke will just see like two big white guys and be like, "Yeah, like that's money." Come out and grab them and grab us and be like, "Yeah, you guys come in." And there's like two things on the menu that are like edible. You know, there's some noodles and some like a some dim sims and then the rest is like shark fin and fucking all this just crap. Depends where you go. So Hong Kong's like a very unique place. So everywhere you go, the food's good. But if you want to go to like the fine finest Michelin star restaurants in the world, you can do that. Or you can go to like the street food places, which are cheap as shit, but also outstanding. So it just really depends. There's that huge variety, but generally anywhere you go is going to be pretty good. And and there's good food from all over the world. So Thai, Indian, Italian. Sushi. Yeah. So I, I will say you get you do get a, a hankering for Western food. 
after a while. So like I lo- I fucking love all sorts of Asian food. Like I, I really like it. And you can eat like <laughs> obviously Australian like bastardized Asian food is like, you know, deep fried stuff and like, but it's, there's really nice, like healthy, you know, just like pork and just anything. But you do get a hangry every now and again for like a steak or like a something like that. And But they have that everywhere. Of course they do. Yeah. And the, to be honest, the club actually has a, does that as well. And it's, it's quite, um, it's quite cheap in there compared to the street. So it's, it's all, it's all going pretty well. I, I thought, um, so the footy, just a, a quick one and we'll, we'll get on to normal things, but the footy's just very strange, like a very, it's unique, like any comp, right? So I think the shoot shield unique in its own ways. Like there's things that work there that don't work other places. The footy over here is unique as well. It's, I'd say it's got, it's got a Northern hemisphere spin on it a little yeah. bit. So, Obviously, a lot of the guys are from England, Wales, whatnot. So you need a very good kicker. Um, you like take points when they're on offer. Um, sort of heading the way that the shoot shield was. You don't really play in your half. Um, the guys are in very good nick. So like everyone's in fucking fantastic condition. So I got to keep. I got a way to go there. Like the, everyone's you know been training for a fucking long time. It's hot. It's really really hot all the time. So everyone's like shredded and fucking jacked. Um, there's less like, I suppose there's less training than th- there would be in like a first grade setting. So, so what's, what are you running a week twice? Yeah, twice. But so that's with the team. Um, but then you do, everyone does their own training as well. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really unique. It's hard to put like a, a grade on it or where it sits. Um, because there's obviously some, there's guys from fucking all over the place. There's dude. There's guys from Australia, New Zealand, England who've all done lots of things, but everyone's in very good condition. It's, it's quite Northern Hemisphere. It's 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 quite it is actually quite fast as well. So it's yeah. a it's an interesting sort of type of footy. Yeah, mate. Look, it, it, there are some very good players that go to play in Hong Kong. There's there's usually those. It attracts two type of people, two types of people: the professional who's at the end of their career who wants to go and start a professional career in, in the business world. And Hong Kong's a fantastic place to do that if you have a degree. Or there's the younger guy who is probably a good first grader in their country, but never quite kicked on to the next level. So it's it's kind of a mix between those two, which is usually decent players without being sort of outstanding players. Yeah, does well, that makes sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, the place... It, it's very competitive to get a spot in the side. Like there's a lot of guys sort of in and out of the Hong Kong side, sevens, all sorts of things. So, but that does make sense. Um, there's a young fella. There's two young fellas from New Zealand actually over in our team. One of them's um, uh, Quintapaya's brother. Am I saying that right? I don't know. You know the yeah, center, New Zealand center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's his little brother. So he's play, He's a prop, and he's fucking twenty years old. So he's just come over to get some footy in um, because yeah. New Zealand. I run by communists. So he hasn't been able to play for a couple of years, but so he's come over to get some footy. So yeah, it is, it is strange like that. From what I can tell the other teams now, like basically spend their money on trying to get players over whilst Hong Kong football club sort of doesn't spend as much money, but they, you get all the benefits of the club. Yeah. The facilities there are just, you, 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 you can't really compare them to anywhere in the shoot shield. Because it's no, 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 it's different. fucking, it's not, it's not, it's not even closely the same. It's, it's no, 
it, I, I actually, there's, there's nothing comparable in Australia because we don't do that sort of thing over there. Um, but yeah, um, what I will say is congratulations on your coaching appointment for next year. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Very mate. exciting. How are you feeling yeah. about it? Good, mate. Good. It's look, uh, I, as you know, I helped him out a little bit at the end last year. And after the last game, I came away thinking this isn't done yet. And you know how at the end of the season, you either win or you lose. You, it usually has a feeling of, oh, we're done. But I didn't feel that at the wildfires. I felt like there was more to do there. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to be involved more in a more permanent capacity next year. Good bunch Thanks, of good guys. Externally, looking at looking at the wildfire, I'm not saying that because you're fucking coaching there. Because I'll just say how I feel. To be honest, I don't think the wildfires are done. They there was there's some elements that were made them a very tricky team to play this year. Um, and I feel like moving forward, it just gets harder and harder to retain who you have, right? So I think some of the Sydney teams will be on the back foot already. Yeah, uh, and I think that that makes Hunter a little bit more dangerous. So if you can retain the guys you have as a minimum, you're already fucking, I think, ahead of where other teams are. Well, I, I don't want to speak out of school, um, but I, I believe that we've retained a good portion of 2022 squad. And from speaking to other coaches around the competition, there's been a high turnover. Like, I think uni are going to lose like 14 guys from their top squad, potentially more. And other clubs are going to lose guys as well. East are going after everyone. They have to. Now Now that I'm fucking not involved, East have to go after everyone. I have no qualms with East. I've always kind of liked East because of the fact that they've got some pa- Like, they've got some supporters with some passion and they'll fucking give you a spray. And the guys who play there are good. They seem like they're tight. They're a tight bunch, but... Good blokes. They like to have fun as well. They are good blokes. Like, everyone I know, I've got some mates from East. And they're, they're all good guys, but they, they're heading into, like fucking year 10 of having a very good team with no outcomes. So, and I know there's been a number of different coaches under there, but like every year you look at their final team and it's fucking stacked and every year they bounce out really early. So they need, they need to win. Like they need to go well. Yeah. Look, the, the flip side to that is, is like I did a podcast with, you know, Gainline Analytics, Ben Darwin's company. I do, yeah, I do know. Yeah, yeah. so I did a, a podcast with Simon, his business partner, which will come out next week, and they they said the biggest predictor of success is cohesion. So, in very rare circumstances, is it ever do teams ever succeed buying a premiership? So, one of the one of the key things is retaining as much of the squad as possible, and then bringing in guys in key positions to, oh, to yeah, hold on, bring that Gordon, up. Gordon did that in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to say that, but I would have the argument that the Able brothers would be pretty cohesive, and there were three of them in the squad. Uh, who are those two brothers? The captain? What was the captain's name? Godzi. Yeah, him and his brother would be pretty cohesive. Then the guys like Mahe and a couple of the other guys that came in have worked with DC before, so they'd be familiar with the systems, the patterns of play, DC's style of coaching. So that's another form of cohesion as well. Rodney, Rodney Iona. Same thing. So, yeah, I get your argument, but there's still the argument that they do have an understanding of what Gordon were about because they'd worked with DC before. Yeah, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bite back at that. I, I think the 
I suppose, like, it depends where you're setting your realistic goalposts. Everyone says, like, you know, this year we're going to win the comp, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, if you were, like, certain teams, you'd be like, fuck, we really need to make the major or we need to make that. Like, East need to make a fucking major. How are they going to no, I, I agree. I agree. And I, like just on the Gordon situation, I think if you actually look at the recruiting, it was very tactical and smart. They didn't just bring in anyone. They got they brought in some really good guys, but they all had an understanding of what what was going on. But the, the other thing that you just said there, some teams have to make a final. I've always hated it when people go out goals to make the final. Like if you're not in it to fucking win the whole thing, why are you doing it? Yeah, no, I don't mean like, I don't mean like the team's perspective, like sitting down in their preseason goals. I mean like the board or like someone in a deep dark room somewhere is like, okay, this is the line we need to hit this year because not everyone next year will be sitting there. Like I'm not, and again, I'm not like talking about in the team room going guys this year, we're winning the GF like West Harbour, no disrespect. They're not sitting there going, guys, we're winning the GF next year, but their chairman or their GM somewhere will be going, we need to make top eight. And like you know, it, you know, you just I suppose you just expand expound that a little bit. You, you're right. Internally, they wouldn't be saying that. But man, I, I don't know. Even if you're in it, surely you're aiming to win it. Do you know what I mean? I I, I, I do. I but I I think we're I think we're coming from places of well of success traditionally. Like, do like par, like <laughs> like Parramatta's year last year was a fucking resounding success. Resounding. They, they, but they didn't win the comp, nor did they make a major semi. But they had a fucking resounding. They won nine hundred percent more games than they fucking win normally. So, I still think the goalposts, not for the team, because again, you can't tell a team like guys, we need to win more than we lose this year. Because you know, after you win three games, you're sort of going, are we halfway there? But yeah, but like the internal measure of success through yeah, somewhere deep down, success. they'd be like the KPI for you, Mister Coach, is like, you know. We haven't made a major semi in fucking eight years. It's time to make one. Do you know what? Those people are fuckwits, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking. Generally speaking. What's um did you so I watched none of the A games. I watched did not watch a thing. I've been switching just, off for of rugby, just trying scam. to trying to yeah, the scam. High point scoring affair, I believe. Um, I saw Tane kick the goal. Congratulations to Tane. To win a game, that's very nice for him. Great guy. He should, he should be in the Wallaby squad. Like, let's be honest. Well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Tony, if you're listening, fuck you. Um, <laughs> and but the the uh, the thing that I suppose I don't like for Tane, and I haven't made it any secret, is the fact that he, you know, there's another good ten in New South Wales, so he has to get that job simultaneously. It's almost like whoever gets that job gets the Wallabies' second string gig. Or first string gig, I don't know. You know that documentary on YouTube, the Brady Six, mm. that popped up today, and I started watching that. It's like it's very just good. Fucking, just be undeniable, time. Just be yeah. under fucking deniable. Well, I think he's done that at times. I, I look. I think the scam. At times. Would, well, I think he's yeah. At times he's done it. At times. Uh, at, <laughs> at times, correct. <laughs> I think the look. The scam looked fun externally. I did keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, it looked, it looked great. I, I, I don't know. Three weeks in Japan would be fucking awesome. With all yeah, the best it's fucking bombs. great. There'd be a few sucky, few sucky bombs going down there. Um, and yeah, look, I don't know what it does for the... Well, actually, no, the Spring Tour squad got announced as well. So there's a bit going on. I saw Mark... Hoops is back. 
Hoops is back. Yeah, it's good. I think Mark he, got in. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I think Mark, based on the form I saw, he's certainly become a more rounded footballer. Sort Take of a tackle now. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, like he was. He was always a very good footballer. I did not say that. No, he was always good. He just couldn't tackle. No, it's not, that tackle. He, it's not that he couldn't tackle. He was he was just he was more of an he was more of a rocks and diamonds guy. And now he's sort of producing like you can, you know, as you, you said, to, it's the eight out of ten. You got to get yeah. You need to produce the sevens in a in a row, and he um he did he does. So I think that's good for him. It's not a bad thing. There's some fucking decent wingers kicking around there. So you know. Australia not in a bad spot. I, I still don't know how having dinosaur tens is going to fare. Like they're just, I don't think they're the answer. But well, that was I'm, that was the other thing in this podcast. I, I actually asked him like, what's the best thing to do if you're a team that if you're in a t- position like the Wallabies where you got this old guy who might last a year or two, maybe not, or you got this young guy who could be the thing in three or four years. And it's like, well, it depends on the situation. Obviously, you have to win now. So maybe in the short term, it's better to have the older guy because the experience. But in the long term, it's better to give the young guy a go, let him make mistakes and grow with them. The only issue would be is if they lose through that whole period of time, you might ruin the young guy's confidence and the coach might get fucked off. So it's, yeah, a, it's, a, weird, it's a weird business, high-performance sport. Yeah, I know. I, I I see this fucking, but like this spring too is like in 18 months, it's just so fucking worthless. So just do something you haven't done before. Do you like, think they're playing too much at the moment? The international side? Well, any anyone, like I think the Brumbies and the Waratahs had trial games the other day. Yeah, I don't think, a few, a few of the, my mates played in those ones and I, I think that's fucking just way too early to be playing. Way too fucking early. Like, I'm not sure who's putting that schedule together, but that's a very, very, very deep into preseason that you're playing game. Yeah, um, but the, the international guys are still going, and I think they started in February. Like they would have played the last trial, and they'll still get a hefty going. chunk off, though, won't they? Like, like when when I mean, they get how back. long's a hefty how long's a hefty chunk? A month? I don't know. Well, it's in the it's in the CBA that no one gives a fuck about is how long they get a, they get time off. So they they get they have to have X amount of weeks off. They have to have four weeks off, whatever, which is not much. What have you made of the situation with Wasps and is it Saracens, the other one? Oh, and the Giltinis and Gilgronis, potentially? I didn't see that. Uh, uh, the Giltinis, Gilgronis, I just read that they're getting funneled into Chicago. Okay. I, I didn't know the full story. I, I've heard there was issues there and they potentially may not exist anymore. But yeah, like it, said the- that, it said that they're going to push them into, um, into a new Chicago team and sort of reallocate them, which doesn't really work i mean if players are just completely like a complete commodity where you're happy to go from living on venice beach to living or austin texas to living in fucking chirac then well, that's american sport but the the difference between rugby and the nba is they're getting paid 30 grand not 30 million dollars well 30 yeah 30 grand on a good day so i don't know if i was a bag hold. Oh, well, I suppose if I was a bag hold, I'd be more inclined. But if I was a guy who had any other options, I don't know if I'd be going from LA to, I know I hate LA, but or Austin, Texas to Chicago. I'm not sure that works. What happened with the Yeah, but, but I guess the, the whole thing with uh, Worcester and, and like the whole situation, oh, there's Worcester, a lot of people yeah. out of that. There's a whole heap of people who are without work and it's just happened all of a sudden. I mean, they probably had some, um, 
forewarning, but fundamentally all these people are without jobs now. Clubs are going into administration. Like, what do you make of it? As someone who was kind of a fledgling rugby player, I hope you don't take that personally. I was the same. Like, how would you look at a professional rugby career now, having seen that, knowing what you know? Like, yeah. would, you be, would you be studying? Would you be starting your own business? Would you be trying to make the most of whatever spotlight you had to have the next stage of your career? Like, what do, well, you, yeah. what do you make of it? Well, like, the worst I – I read up on the worst of one. Um, because I'm pretty sure Fergus they want to just sign there, like he, yeah, he, he he was there this year, and I think they've transferred him to Bath potentially. Yeah, but I mean, like it seems strange just from a I suppose league admin perspective that the league don't sort of have an account of how you're going financially, at least so that you'll be able to survive a season. I mean, if you got to have X, Y, and Z to be in the Premiership, like you got to have a big enough fucking. I know you got to have a big enough stadium and you got to have big enough this and like provide for this, but the finances aren't a little bit more transparent because like this guy's like him picking up and moving halfway around the world to a very, very good comp, like, you know, top three comps in the world, maybe right. top one comp in the world to then get fucking bounced after, you know, six months. It's fucking, it's, it's, it's horrific. So I don't know whether there's some cover-ups and stuff going on on the inside there, but Look, if you're if you're, I think if you're playing at that level, you're going to have another option. To be honest, if you're, like if you're getting signed into a Premiership side, you're always going to have it. There's going to be a tomorrow for you, rugby wise. So I don't, I don't think you'll be in the fledgling state um, that I and many others have been in. But like, I think if particularly there certainly like, would be there certainly would be guys. You know, if you're in the if you're in a Prem squad though, like you like, you, but they're, they're all getting forty. 45 yeah, they'll get picked players. up, but they can get picked up by championship championship side or a fucking Italian side or like if you if you wanted to pursue rugby, particularly from a premiership squad, I think you I think you can get another contract. Do you think? And I, I've been having this thought um, for my own life. Like I would like to pursue coaching as a career. I don't think that's a surprise to you, but I also don't want to rely on it for money. So the way I'm looking at it is, I'd like to continue to build the gum. Hopefully we make some money off these podcasts one day and then coaching can be something that I do for enjoyment rather than for a paycheck. I don't know. And just looking at the Worcester situation, you kind of, it's kind of solidified my thinking a little bit. I would, I would, as a counter argument though, I mean, how often is that happening? Well, twice this year. Yeah. Okay. If I put it in in one comp, but, but yeah, fair point, but coaches can get fucked off at a moment's notice. Okay. I've seen I've seen a bunch of instances where people have to tolerate bullshit from boards and executives because they have to get paid rather than going well this is not right you can go fuck yourself and I I, I don't ever want to be in a position where someone's in control of my life rather than yeah it's almost like you got to have some Michael check of fuck you money which well well they put a did you see that Australian story thing it was out on YouTube that they did on on him I'll send it to you it was, it was really good so he basically didn't need money. No, he. I know he didn't need the money. I know he. Didn't he need the he money. was coaching for enjoyment, and and to have the ability to tell people to fuck off, I think would be a wonderful thing in this profession. Yeah, I mean, I continue to do that just without the money, so it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a carries balance. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, look, I don't know. I'm just think trying to think it through. But on the flip side of that, unless you go all in on something, you're probably not going to be able to be as good as you could be. No. So I guess it's, it's I guess it's just getting the balance right. 
Yeah, it is getting balanced, right? It's a but yeah, those it's fucking horrific that those teams folded. I mean, the the US teams less surprising so because um it's a fucking shit show of a comp. But the premiership, you wouldn't see that come, would you? Honestly. No, it no, it's like Wasps is, is a historic club. Yeah, it's fucking it's 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 madness. Yeah. Um in non-rugby news, have you been following uh Ned Brockman? Fucking incredible. It's fucking, it's good, eh? Uh, it, uh, at the start, I wasn't across it heavily, but the last tw- sort of 20 days, I've been on it big time. Oh, just incredible. Like, I I, I struggle to run 4Ks. <laughs> well, kind of like- yeah. Well, you know what? I, I More than anything, I mean, he's clearly a very fucking funny sort of dude, very down to earth. I, I'm looking forward in a non, hopefully in a non-sadistic way. I sort of want to see what's happened to his body. Um, like I know he's fucking like knees are locking up and his feet are locked up and he's fucking pissing blood. Like I, I sort of want to know what the fucking what the like what he's gonna have to deal with now. Like is he gonna you be can only imagine the skin on his feet? Is he gonna be in a hospital for a month? Like I, I want to like I sort of want to know what it does to you because I know he's got like a broken foot and a, like his left quads aren't working. Like, but it was I, I so I'm sure that that'll come out. There'll be a good doco on it. It'll be it'll be really good. It's very, it was very fucking very. That's incredible. That that is a remarkable achievement, really. Oh, it's hundred odd k's a day. Okay. Not many things inspire me, Chubby, and that was very inspiring. I was like, this this dude's just fucking trucking it through the outback, just waddling through the outback in absolute hate. He looks like he's like a prisoner of war at the moment, but like Bondi Beach yesterday was absolute scenes. It was fantastic. It was, unreal. It was good, wasn't it? Send the budgie boys in the midst of it all. Hopefully someone p- paid for him to have like a five-star hotel last night. Oh, they would have. They would have. Like if he, but if he had one screening yesterday, he would have been on his fucking ass. I saw him drinking champagne. There was like videos of him drinking champagne. And- yeah, yeah. But like if, it was mostly splashing in and around. But like at that point, seriously, like he would have, I'm sure had a doctor been like, you can't drink more than fucking three beers or you're going to, like, you'll be in a coma. He was fucked. That's, that's, no, it's, the, the thing with that is, is what does he do now? He could speak so gonna, for the rest he, of his life. He could speak. He's going to have to recover. But I think once you do something crazy, don't you have to go and do something else? Yeah, he can. He in, like, but he could sit on, he could, like, and I don't mean this in a cynical way, but like, he could go and speak to people for the next 10 years and not run another kilometer. It's it's quite crazy, isn't it? And then you see all the people who are well-known endurance athletes commenting on his post going, you're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, he's lost his shit. <laughs> but it's, yeah. What's, uh, has it inspired you to get off your ass? And... Not really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw you tried jiu-jitsu. The... I saw you tried jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Well, it's, I've always liked, I love jiu-jitsu. So I know a lot about jiu-jitsu. I know who's good at jiu-jitsu. I've watched all the jiu-jitsu, but I've done it myself. You're in the scene. Oh, I've got a rash guard. No, I just... <laughs> I, so there's a very, very, like, um, fancy but very cool gym here called Hybrid, and it sort of does a lot of stuff, but it did, does some jiu-jitsu. A few of the guys work there. One of the guys is a manager, so he... Um, I think they look for, like, bigger people to choke out because in the normal yeah. classes... You get a lot of little guys. So the guys who sort of work there, train there, they want to choke out bigger people. So they do like a Wednesday class and we're allowed to come in for free. And they, um, 
they just use us as body bags. So it was very. So you're a grappling dummy. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah, a fucking big one, a very big grappling dummy. So we we went down there. Uh, it was very fun, but the warm ups, like I'm sure you've done it before. It's like you know, jog around the mat, and then he's like, right, let's, let's do some front flips." I'm like, "Mate, I haven't done a front flip since I was five. Like, how it's the fuck am I?" And then you do some back well. flips. I'm going. Yeah. I'm not very, I'm not very good at this. Just let's get to the choking, but. Very fun. I don't know how, like, if I really did it all the day, every day, every day, my how my knees would go. But so I've been going. I've been going four days a week the last, well, three, three or four days a week for the last eight weeks, and you, you, you get better very slowly, like very slowly. But uh, very good for your head. Very good for fitness as well. Not that I'm getting any fitter, but yeah, very very fun. I think you would enjoy it because you're uh, more of a cerebral person. And it doesn't involve running as well, which is enjoyable. Yeah, I don't like running. It was it was very tiring. I choked out Granger many times. So if he's listening, I and he did not choke me yet. Um, but no, it was very fun to be back and did some striking and stuff down there. So it was it was cool. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I'll tell you what was on the. Uh, did you guys was there much media about the Bali bombings reunion? Uh, not reunion. Mm, oh, anniversary. Look- Potentially, I saw a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Obviously, there was a lot of Hong Kong people who were yeah. there. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. I did not know that. So I, we had a really big event. It does seem like there's an event on every weekend here, by the way, which is... There, there is. Have oh, you been to the front rowers ball yet? Has that happened? No. Oh, oh, chubby, I can't do anymore. I'm done. <laughs> but we, there was, we had a brunch yesterday, the Walton's brunch. So Hong Kong Football Club sent a, sent a, t- a social team there in in 2002 for the, for the Bali tents. Yeah. And they were all well, like a large proportion of them were in the Surrey nightclub. And so I think 10, 10 blokes died there. And I, so I the, don't know if he still lives there, but there's a guy called Dino Herawini Her- 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 or something. And he, he's quite well known in the Hong Kong rugby community, but he was the coach of that team. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he's, he very, put a lot of stuff out about it. It's pretty sad, isn't it? It's very sad, and I had no idea about. It. So, like the like the whole like it's not the whole team, but like a fucking large portion of the team passed away in the bombs. So, Locke was, Lock was over there, uh, not during the the bombings, but just recently. So, we went to some of the things that they were doing. They were making a thing of it. So, yeah. Good. So, we had like a big brunch for it yesterday, and it perpetually, I think, we sort of raises money. Um, and there were some very good speeches, but I think after the few of the blokes who were sort of in the side, they like the, it's very dark. It's, they do some dark humor, but like I suppose, what do you do? You know, it's twenty years, and they 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 but they don't want it. Like it's not a uh, they're like this is not a memorial. This is a, a celebration, and it started as like a few of the guys from the team decided to go to the club and see if they could drink the whole club drive champagne one day just randomly. And so it's, it's passed on from that. So there was champagne fucking flying yesterday. I was off the piss because of um, my brain. Um, but oh, gee whiz, there were some absolute dusty people. One thing about this town that I just don't understand, if you, and even you, Chubby, is an absolute seasoned alcoholic. I can't you, keep up in Hong Kong. If you, if, you fuck, if you had a night here in Sydney that you finished at 7 a.m., oh, okay. you would be like, I can't do that again for the rest of the year. Every fucking weekend. Every weekend. Yeah. And Wednesdays during the week as well. Every weekend. There's people, but they just go to breakfast. Like I'm not saying even people from my team, just people in general. Like 
you finish mate, up Wednesday with- night. Wednesday night's ladies' night. Sorry to cut you off. I've seen people, and a lot of girls don't drink, on, uh, don't pay to drink on Wednesday nights in Hong Kong. I've seen people walk, the sun's come up, 8 o'clock in the morning, people in suits, straight from drinking all night to work. It's it's just next level. So I had a, the first weekend, the captain's dinner, I had like a you know season launch, very late night. I'm talking five. And that is like, absolutely pissed upon in terms of a performance. And I was like, holy shit. Like there's something in the water over here because they're up fucking, they just stay up and go to work. I'm like, I need sleep or my, my body will shut down. Man. It's, it's um, you have to have a lot of self-control in Hong Kong. Like if you're anywhere like my brother, you can go crazy, but he's built different. He's built different. You know, yeah. There's just so many temptations of all sorts there. Mm. Um, I'm sure Grange is t- taking it all in well he doesn't sleep he just goes like because you coach on a sunday so you've got juniors coaching on a sunday so i can't believe you make that the, the amount of times boys wouldn't make it but well, if it's I'm your not, only job i got the 18 so i'm a, I'm at almost midday um and I, I i'm not a massive drinker so I, i've only had one weekend since i've been here but it was very tough and I don't know how they do it, but there's, there's, I think, I don't know. It's like any training. It's there's an immunity that's bred into people here, passed down through lineages, family histories. There's, this, um, there's some amazing. I've had some amazing nights out in Hong Kong, but one of the, one of the real traditions that you'll have to do, and I'm sure Hilly will take you at some stage, is the Seven Eleven pub crawl. Unbelievable. Well, I, I got it. I fucking love Seven Eleven here. Seven Eleven, but there's several. There's so many fuck Seven Elevens. I love these fucking things. Like these these Powerade, Picari sweat. Oh, they're so good. I've two a day. I'm loving. Have you accidentally drunk the tap water yet? Yeah, heaps of times. I wasn't that sick either. It's good. Maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. What? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you wake up and you're thirsty. I got I'm staying in a fancy place now, so I think I can drink the tap water. I don't know, but um, I wouldn't risk it. No, I'm not going to risk it if I can. Um, I'll have some things to complain about. Yeah. Oh, please. People have missed that. You've been too happy lately. Did you see Netball Australia, the Opals? Explain this to me. I, I've like saw the headlines and I never looked into it. I'm sure you've looked into it. Please educate me. Motherfucker. Because the CEO is going to quit over it. Yeah. So they, from memory, I remember reading something this year that they, the domestic comp wasn't thriving monetarily, despite the fact that it should have been. I can't. I think Benny Murray sent me that. It, it was, it like it's obviously popular and it's a popular sport. It's a good sport, but it wasn't thriving the way it should be. Anyway, Gina Reinhart has invested Australia's richest person, potentially, certainly definitely, the richest woman. Definitely, I think she's number three or number two. Anyway, she's major sponsored the Opals put in 15 mil or whatever for the upcoming tournament they have. And the players aren't happy because of the fact that it's not like earth-friendly money. Because she's a she's, she's a mining background. So a sport that I'm not going to pay to break to your Opals. I don't think there's a fucking line out the door for people to give you $15 million and they've got the shits. And it makes me so fucking angry because where would you like, I'd love someone from the Opals to comment, where are you drawing the line? 
Where what about where your fucking uniforms made? Yeah, what about your phone use every day? What about when you go home and turn the lights on? Where would you like to draw the line? Because if the Opals like to become the first team in the world that lives in the bush and isn't associated with any anything ever, and they come to training and they train in rags that they hand sewn from the from the ground, then that's fine by me. But like your shoes, the ground, the people coming, everything else. Like, where are you drawing the line? $15 million. If I was the CEO, I would quit. I would quit like that because you've just, I'm sure that deal was not easy to put together. You put together a monster deal to back the team and the fucking virtue signaling players are like, oh, this doesn't align with our, you know, our, our wills and our respect. It's not like it's blood money from Africa. It's just one of Australia's biggest fucking exports. Well, it supplies shit. jobs to thousands of people and brings a ton of money into our country. And it's fucking bewildering. It, it's honestly, particularly, and I don't think like netball is a big sport, but it's not the NRL who like probably could go and they will uh, never do this because that's why they're more successful but they could go you know what we'll, we'll go for a different sponsor i don't there's not a, i don't think there is a different sponsor i think like, the nrl the nrl would take money from pablo El escobar well he's offering pablo ran, fine, <laughs> pablo ran a fine business model but it would <laughs> gee that made me so angry and then there was also like because it was talk about like um, Australian land and Indigenous um, interest in the land. But like these deals go through in- Indigenous Land Council who get paid $300 million to have, you know, a mine on traditional lands. And then they, like that, it's it's all fucking above board. But holy shit, that made me so angry. When, so, when so angry. It, when, I love that people send you that stuff, by the way, because you know someone sent that to you, probably multiple people. But when, when does it fucking end? Like this ultra-woke sort of culture that's happened well in, in a fucking perfect world where there's no like where you can do whatever you like the ceo goes sweet no worries the tournament's off <laughs> fuck you go home like that yeah. would be perfect i think it'll end in australia when there's just no money to pay for bills it's fucking <laughs> like it's, it's baffling and that so that really actually probably i i got angry about that by myself this week so that was that was that was genuine. That was birthed inside of my own brain. Um, so Nepal, Australia, or the Opals, I hate you now. Congratulations. Um, did you see? Did you? And I'd love one of them to be like, "No, we care about this and this." And I seriously, I'd love to have an open platform with any of the players because you're going to lose. Secondly, well, open, open invite to come on the show. Please explain to me why you're kicking up a stink about people giving you money when you're using iPhones from China, your shoes were made in Thailand. What, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, did you see the two people who threw tomato pumpkin soup? Oh, that made, that infuriated oh. me. <laughs> oh, what? Was... Why? What did Van Gogh do to you, you fucking hippies? But, oh. but like, fuck. There's some things that are just. I don't even know how to describe that. That that is absolutely that's virtue signaling. Signaling that's wokeness. That's I haven't had enough attention as a child. But why Van Gogh? Like I know because it'll get like views or whatever. Oh man, I was so I would I was just like these people. They need to keep raising 
what happens when you get in trouble because just because you do something and you believe you have a some sort of weird right to do it to present cause for something else doesn't mean that it should be allowed so like is, the, can, paint, is the painting ruined now uh they usually have like a little film on the thing i, I doubt it but fuck it made me angry like we got to get on top of this. There was another one in Sydney the other day. Didn't someone do something? Someone did something in Sydney. Breaking news. No, didn't, didn't, it, didn't protesters stop someone somewhere? Didn't they do? Yeah, I've seen people on the Harbour Bridge lying down. Mate, Is that a recent need, thing? Fucking, they need to accelerate. If you're on the Harbour Bridge, accelerate. Do you think it's because we don't really have that many problems and a lot of people have become too soft because now we can press a button on our phone and food turns up at our door? Oh, absolutely. And Lord knows all these people who, oh, oh, what about the guy at the NRL grand final who used to play in the NRL and he was also a crazy person? Did you, the guy who took, oh, you don't watch prison rugby. The guy who took, he, he ran on and he took one of the goalposts off and then he put a bit of a left foot step on. Um, I think I did say that. Yeah. And he was wearing like an end fucking something, something. It's always ending something like, he was he played in the NRL and then he's just been brainwashed by these absolute fucking insane. So it was a protest. So he was yeah. protesting. He was protesting. Uh, like, good on him. Whatever. That, like you got to go to you got to start going to prison. And we're not a prison state, but like they're just well. Uh, yeah. It's it's speaking like someone who's adopted the Hong Kong. I think the way they run things here is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're far, you're far well, actually, home. I got I got a lot of friends who uh, teach young kids, like primary school kids, like younger K K one two. All the kids think the world's going to fucking explode because it's all they get told. So like the kids are all stressed because they think the world's ending. Like, well, have you been paying attention to Elon Musk talking on Twitter about nuclear war? No, they they think global warming is going to like burn them up in the next two three years. Like all these kids are fucking, they're absolutely ruined. By all accounts, nu- nuclear war is is more of a pressing concern than global warming. Yeah, probably. But you like you're, you don't you're, teach. You'll be safe. You know, where, you'll be safe where you are. I will be safe where I am. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, here's another one that annoyed me the other day. Someone sent me. It was an opinion piece from the Age. <laughs> and the 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 headline is if you don't have friends of color for me that's a red flag oh. <laughs> i think i saw that as well had so many comments on it or something I'm i do sure. have friends of color but you can't fucking select your friend group let's say a few of my mates go away tunnels my half Lebanese, half Indian, half Samoan, half Tongan mate. Let's say he goes away somewhere. He goes back to the home country. He goes Hezbollah, right? Then someone else, big Seamich, he goes back to Zimbabwe. Do I have to then go and look for another friend of color? Or if the next guy comes across is white, I go, Chubby, sorry, do you have any ethnic backgrounds I could lean into here? Because otherwise that would be a huge red flag for me. Like, is that, it's, it's so the age, the age put that out. So to yeah, to and me, I went. Oh, do, you, do you ever think that they do that just to infuriate people so they get clicks? I'm I don't know because I, I went on their Instagram to try and find it and it wasn't on there. So well done, well done, and you got an extra click that day. But oh, good lord, that pissed me off so bad. 
Like it's just the most ridiculous thing. Like that the the irony is she's trying to say like inclusiveness and like there's like this inherent racism. If you're thinking about what color people are when you're being friends with them, you're the one who's fucking up. Did you did you hear that Kanye West and um, Candace Owens have put out some documentary? I've watched called, it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. I want to know what you think of it. Um, but now Kanye's banks that he uses for Yeezy and all his record business. Yeah, they said, pulled oh, it. We're not, we're not going to do business with you anymore because you're racist. Yeah. It's um <laughs> what the fuck? Mate, it's it's scary. It's scary. But like America America's fucking America's smoke. Two sides it's two far decent sides of the spectrum and they're just always clashing. But I watched that documentary two nights ago because I was like, oh, I need to see what is in this documentary. It's interesting. No, nah, it's on Daily Wire. So it'll it'll well, get there eventually. So you've subscribed to that, obviously. <laughs> well, it's the same people who made what is a woman. So I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing Ken. Obviously, Ken Stone's very inflammatory sort of character, but she's smart. Um, and it just talked about the leaders of Black Lives Matter rinsing all the money and buying fucking mansions. So what do you what do you make of it? I mean, it, it's not a huge surprise, is it? It's like a message that no one can disagree with, backed by a company that's just insanely corrupt. So it's only, it's only a scam if you're not involved. You know, oh, but it's look, it's worth watching because, like, I don't know, there's nothing. Of course, I mean, fuck, it's 2022. Everyone, everyone knows, everyone supports that message, but not like I don't support that organization. What, they, what, about, what about raising our kids to go, I, I should care what that person thinks? Hey, I don't actually know that person, they're an idiot. Why would I ever listen to what they have to say? Yeah, I, man, there's big dramas at the moment in the US because the school boards. Like clashing with the parents over what can be taught and stuff. There's a bit of that in what in um what is a woman where they're like there's books for four year olds and it's like got sex in it, like same sex relationships, any sex relationship for a four year olds not play on. Four year olds should think that like ba- babies are delivered by fucking birds. But I feel like the vast majority of people think like we think. Like they're kind of down the middle. They might lean left or right on certain things, but the people with like the, the out there views, like four year olds, should be able to change their gender. Oh. They're they're the ones that people are, that are being listened to. They're well, I think it, it's you can only push shove so much shit down people's throat before they start gagging a little bit. Like they stop pushing, stop pushing everyone. Like I think I saw something on Rogan where this this kid wanted to change their Joe was talking about it with someone. Some kid wanted to change their identity, and the dad's gone. There is no way in fuck that's going to happen. So the kids complained to child services, and yeah, he went to been, prison. That was at the end of what is a woman? The guy and and he he went to prison in Canada for misgendering his child. So he he refused to call her him, and he went to prison. So. My new rankings of countries I'd never want to go to. New Zealand, you're Canada's one. Fucked. Please get a new prime minister. Number two, Canada, you need a new prime minister as well, very badly. And l- rankings of places that are doing things absolutely 100% correct. China, China. number one. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. i tell you what you fuckers back home take for granted is not having to wear masks because... Life is very good here. 
but not a day goes by I don't forget to wear a fucking mask. You cannot do a thing. Even on the street, if you're just walking along the street? Uh, I think like, what would you say fat people are called? Phalo. Phalo. I think people are just like, oh, that Phalo doesn't have a mask. But I pull it, I just pull it down. You can't fucking breathe, mate. You know, it's 30, it was 32 degrees for our game on the weekend. Like, you can't breathe anyway. Um, you have to, train it, have to train the gym with them? No, you can take it off before you go in the gym. But like, yeah. the check-in staff is like, whatever, I don't care. Like, some people are like, ultra crazy he's always worried about people knowing where they are I couldn't give a shit I'll tell you where I am right now like I'm in my room um, and later I'll be in my room but Good like the, place. the mask the mask thing killed it's it's a killer it really is because you if you forget it you got to buy a new one like you know people always doing the right thing like in places like please can you pull it up over your nose like if the coppers come near you you got to you got to get it up so it's a very law abiding it's a very law abiding place Hong Kong oh absolutely and they Absolutely. let you get away. They'll let you get away with a lot. Uh, as long as you're genuinely doing the right thing and not fucking with the locals, they'll they'll let you live your life. But people do as they're told there. Absolutely. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, at home, like some, the Asian sort of demographic where I'm from in, in Eastwood's mostly Korean. But they, like the masks were kind of a thing before COVID. Yeah, so like, uh, with with mostly for people who are sick, so they don't give it to you. Yeah, that's kind so of. So it's nice. a courtesy. It's a courtesy thing. I always thought that it was the other way around, but it isn't. It's a courtesy thing. What do you What do you make of the world at the moment? We haven't talked about it for a little while. Very a broad question. <laughs> no, Very. well, just just generally the state of society, culture. There's there's a lot going on in Russia and Ukraine. Apparently, that could go to Armageddon at any moment. You know, there's the president of the US can barely string a sentence to get. You see that video I sent you and Jed today? Yeah. I mean, look, we've we got to firstly, can we knock that on the head? Like, is there anyone, and let's, regardless of who you support, is there anyone alive? And if anyone could, if anyone could find anyone, tag anyone who still thinks that Joe Biden just like the full quid, I would, that it would just shock me. I'm not going to argue with them. It would just, I'd be rattled. What about that video? He's reading off the teleprompter. And he reads dot like D O T. He's not, not well. like www dot D O T. He's not well, man. Like he's, he's, I watched, don't ask me why, but I watched the midterm pre selection from when he was running and he, he was, he was not super coherent, but he was like nine tenths of the way to a full person. He's fucking a two out of 10 right now. Um, How stressful that, do you reckon that job is? I think it's really stressful, but I think it's really, really stressful when you're 95. I think it's stressful when you're our age. Well, I think maybe they should start letting people who are sort of in their 50s fucking get back in there again instead of exclusive dinosaurs. What about like the Nancy Pelosi thing with insider trading? And she's her and her husband have a better stock trading record than Warren Buffett, guys like that. And they've been public servants their whole life. And, and she's worth like $200 million. Yeah, they're, they're super corrupt and crook over there. I mean, that's, that's I suppose, what America... But, like, the, the, all the haters would be like, you know, that's always been the case. The, 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 they don't tend to get pulled up much, do they? No, no one no one gives a fuck. Just, like, get away from yeah. us. And I, think that's just what, I think that's why some people just disassociate in the States and don't really vote and, like, just stay clear of it because it's just too fickle. 
Well, I think isn't register you have to register to vote, which is apparently a fuck around on its own. You know, and then they spend all this money trying to get people to vote. Well, like, it's yeah. a ridiculous system. Yeah, the uh, but like it, I think we're lucky in Australia we're so centralized. Like obviously, obviously the Greens are fucked. You reckon but, Trump will get back in? I don't know. It depends how. Well, if if this like last three years hadn't gone so fucking horrifically, maybe not. But geez, it's gone bad. It wouldn't be good for the. You know what? It would. It fucking fix Russia very quickly. But it wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't be good for the country. I don't think. Who would have thought that shutting the world down for two years had caused problems? I know it's incredible, isn't it? It's actually been. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad it's. Man, Australia don't give a fuck now. Are we on that? Don't give a fuck train. Pretty much. Things are, the only the only downside, as far as I can see, is things are getting more and more expensive. Well, have they stopped handed money out for stuff yet? No one's giving me a fucking cent. Mate, they were handing money out for anything back then. I don't know. If you got if you got COVID, you got like seven hundred bucks. I don't. I didn't. I would have been out on the street getting people to spit in my mouth every day. <laughs> Get in here. <laughs> Cough in my mouth. Let's be that's 54 COVIDs. Yeah. I'll tell you one, one other thing that annoyed me, but I can only remember half the story. Did you see that Soccer Australia hung a sign over the Roosters emblem at Allianz game? Did you see that? Like it was barely covering it or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put a tarp over it. Without telling anyone. So, like, anyone who's been in there, like, it's all sort of connected. They share the same sort of stuff, right? So, the, the Roosters... It used to be the Roosters Tars in a big building, and I think the soccer have sort of emerged um, in the last 10 years. And they had a home game, and they hung a tarp over it, like a tarp from Bunnings. It's not that imagine hard to being, make a signboard. Imagine being the CEO of a fucking company or maybe the CEO, it wasn't the CEO level but it said the Roosters CEO and him and the whoever the fuck it was Sydney FC had like a heated phone call the next day imagine two CEOs surely there's an email that could have been sent prior to that like do you mind if you like keep your lights off on our home game days and he would have probably been like yeah it's okay no we'll just go hire a fucking tarp we'll get a tarp I own a tarp I wish they'd got me <laughs> um you see, Des Hasley got fired. Yeah, Manly are fucking. Well, well, Manly they shouldn't have done the jersey thing. And I don't. I, again, I'm not. I don't, I'd play with that jersey on. But like, it's it's you can't just assume people fucking like everything. You can't, particularly when you've got like I'd like Polynesian like my Polynesian friends. They most of them, not you, Tom. You're a very poor Catholic, but like a lot of them are good Catholics and. Some of them are, you know, Mormon or like whatever. Like you have to know what you're getting into there. It's so poor. It's so, so poor. A lot of problems could be solved just by communicating. Yeah. Or just like stop trying to just fucking let them play. Just let people do, let the sport people do sport. Trust they out of fucking bullshit. Let, let all the other people do the bullshit. There's been some other fucking weird stuff going. I need to start writing this down so I can wind you up. I normally write them down in my notes, but my notes sometimes don't make sense back to me. And I've recorded my scat test, which is your concussion in the middle of it. So 
<laughs> I am. So if you go, forget where you were. And... Slightly drowsy. I tell you one thing that's different, Chubby, which I didn't expect. When you go overseas, when I went over to America when I was like 25, I was like, "Fuck it, whatever. I could live here. Like, let's go." You, I feel like I miss home a lot more as when I'm 30 than when I was 25. Interesting. I just, I didn't expect that because I've always sort of just been like, a whatever. I'll just fucking on the coattails. I'll just do whatever. I'll just like, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's sweet, I'll fucking be there for a decade. And I'm not saying that I won't be, but you, you tend to miss home a bit more. I miss, I do miss my friends a little bit more than it, and my family than when I was when I was younger. Um, maybe do you think? Thing. Do you think you do you miss coaching? Well, sorry, I know you're still coaching in some capacity, but um, do, you actually, do you actually miss the week-to-week stress and all that side of it? No. I, like, I miss coaching. I don't miss where – I don't – respectfully, I don't miss what I, where I was, what I was doing. I, I, don't, I just don't know how that would be going for me. I Like, I, I feel like I feel like I was doing an apprenticeship, but if I was a first-year apprentice, I was going to be a first-year apprentice again. Um, was it the uncertainty of it that you didn't like? I didn't like, the, I felt the, there was a just lack of appreciation. I'm not saying I'm the best fucking coach in the world. I'm probably the 40 billion. But if you're doing 50 hours a week, regardless for anyone, you know, you just, it's nice to just be wanted or just something, stay. I, look, completely agree. Uh, something I've noted that's quite, um, I've got to pick my words carefully here. It's quite common is people tend to disregard looking after their own people to look after external people that they're trying to attract to the club. Mm. And it's the, it's your own people. They're the ones that are doing all the work and they're the ones that tend to get left behind a little bit. Yeah. It makes sense. From what I've seen. I suppose you take your furniture for granted if they're always been there, but so yeah, I don't miss that in respect. I do, I do miss the, um, like the detail and the prep and the this and the that and the, the, the wind you get from whether you recruit someone or you, you develop something that's nice or, you know, you, you have a good system in place that's working or you're producing good outcomes or people are happy. So those are aspects that you've got to produce them in different ways. So, yeah, no. but yeah, look, I, it's, a, it's probably good for you to go back and play and realize what a selfish endeavor playing rugby actually is compared to coaching. Now you're really worried about you and getting fit and doing all your job. You're probably worrying about some of the other elements of the game, but you're not worrying about every single person now. No, like I've I deliberately approached it probably in a way I couldn't have as like a 20 year old. And I'm like, I'm just going to whatever, whatever. Like if it's, you want me to play tight, that's fine. I like full discretion. I haven't played there since I was 15, but that's fine. I'll do it. Like if oh, you, crack, yeah. if this is the lineup, that's a lineup. If this is the kickoff, that's kickoff. Just tell me where. Rather where than you... going, yeah. Rather than going, well, this is stupid. How? Could... Yeah. Well, like, rather than microanalyzing anything, I'm just not doing that. It's not because that's not your role. I think uh, maybe maybe that, that that helps you understand your role a little bit better. But like, there's always, and it's it's helpful at times if the, if it's senior players who understand the game a lot and they come to you on a Wednesday and they're like. You know, like, I don't understand why we're doing this. Like, have you thought about doing this? And sometimes you're like, I have, but this is why we're not. Like, I'm. there's no, like, that's not my role here. I'm not a senior player here. I'm just a guy here. So I'm just yeah. doing whatever, my, I'm doing my job. Um, do, you, do you find it, do you think you'll be tempted to, if you stay another year, actually jump back into the law work that you were doing? I'm not sure yet. Mum, turn 
of the podcast now. Um, no, I actually miss working for my uncle, surprisingly. I, I miss doing the, I miss getting out, doing this in the sun, building stuff. I was looking forward to the Australian summer, do, doing some handiwork. So, it's going to rain all summer, so probably. Well, it's actually raining. Yeah, well, actually, before I get sidetracked, which I regularly do, particularly since I've got a concussion. Um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's rained all, the rain in Sydney sucked. Um, but when it rains, Chubby, rain drops, work stops. Am I right, tradies out there? Yeah, baby, let's go. So, nothing, nothing stops in Hong Kong, bro. Nothing so, stops in Hong well, Kong. We'd, we'd, if it rained all summer in Sydney, I'd build one singular step. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Again, it, that works into how people fucking live over here. In Sydney, I thought that the grind was rough. But, like, it's fucking literally, like, maybe you get four hours of sleep on the weekend, then you're back into, like, 12-hour days, go to training. It's, that's it's, a real work hard play mate, culture if, oh isn't it what and these blokes work hard very successful they're smart people but it's um there's a fella who's captain of the team very good guy he's a kiwi he actually does some like building and stuff like that i might i might be doing some stuff with him so um I w- i'm looking forward to that getting out and doing some getting into the high rises mate go to the new territories oh, he works on boats Oh, yeah. So I'll be, I'm building a boat, I think. Junk. He's a junk. He's a junk builder. He's a junksman. No, they have, have you been on a junk trip yet? I haven't been on a junk yet. No. Oh, I, I, the, the thought of being stuck on a boat where I can't take five minutes to myself while it's just schooners going down left or right is is insane. The what? The back to the rain. When it rains in this fucking place, it hits you like an absolute wall. I feel like in Sydney, you can sort of walk to your car and like get in the car. You cannot walk across the fight. It's just started pissing down. And you can't, like, I'm stuck. You wait till you get a typhoon. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to a typhoon. That's the wrong word. But I kind of want to see one. It rains black here, apparently. Or red. Is it black? Yeah, it's black. It rains black. So I kind of want to see that. But um, you can't do anything. So, like, I I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do today. Because if I walk outside, I'm going to get pumped. Now, I have only have hearing in one ear. So I have to go to... I have to go to the doctor. Are you, um, going on short, are you going now? No, 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 not now. I'm, I've got nowhere to be, but like I'm just saying, I've got, I've had, um, I can't remember if I said it at the start or it was when me, me and you were chatting. We're offline, yeah, yeah. I got an ear infection. So it was a bumpy first start. So I got an ear infection because I think I was swimming in the pool every fucking day um, at the pool. And I, it's gone away, so it doesn't hurt anymore, but I can't hear out of my right ear. And I got knocked out two days ago. So, I, I got to go get it doesn't hurt at all i just can't hear anything so when i talk to people i don't know if i'm talking too loud or too soft and obviously australians speak horribly so you've got to slow down a little bit and enunciate but just i just thought of something i just thought of something giselle and tom brady oh fuck what, what do you make of that like tom brady without i don't really know the <sighs> details but what it looks like is that she said she said i don't want you to play anymore he's gonna i want to play again and that's caused problems, and they look like they're heading towards a divorce. I reckon. What do you make, do you make of that? I think I'm Team Giselle on this one. If you're, I don't know, they're fucked. If you're married for fucking, they've been married for a long time, fuck, 20 years, 15 years, something like that. And like, I'm sure they had a conversation at some point, like, when are you thinking of hanging up the boots? I don't think the number was fucking 45. Like, it'd be so time consuming. He wouldn't be at home at all for. No. 20 years in a row. So, like, what are you going to do? She's minted as well. And well, if she's, she, she's worth more than he is. And if you'd like to come to Hong Kong, Giselle, 
<laughs> I think I'd be a good step there. But that'd be really good for the ratings, I reckon. <laughs> if you start going out with Giselle. Giselle, shut <laughs> Um but yeah, no, it would it would be um yeah, I, I look, I think I'm on her team. I don't know. You can't unless they've got a serious agreement, you can't just be playing into your fucking fifties like that. That's what Aaron Rodgers is same age, but he just got married. Well, he's he got, a bit younger. He's a little bit younger. He's still old as fuck. Well, no, he's not quite 40. I think he's like 38. Tom is Brady's he? like 45, yeah. He's married yeah. to that bird that Benny Volivola was dating. Yeah, he used to go with Benny Volivola. It's, um, but that's the, that's the thing. Like, does that mentality make Tom Brady successful? And then at what point do you go, oh, it's great he's still chasing success versus when are you just going to be what's, happy with what Yeah, what's got? success though? Like, what's success? Because it, it might make him like, the great, he's already the greatest quarterback of all time. He might like I don't know, but he's still cha- he's still chasing. Yeah, more. I know, I get it, I get it. But guess what? You failed at fucking life because you don't have a marriage anymore. But that, that's what I mean. Like, at what point does like the Rock? Like, I actually think, and he'll probably listen to this. He's a big fan of the show, The Rock. But all the shit he does, I think he's a bit of a fucking wanker. Yeah, if well, I'm being, I... if I'm being honest, any good thing, any good thing he does, he shares. Any any sort of popular person he's doing a video with him like he's doing everything he can to build up the rock he was talking about being the president the other day at what point is it enough well he's just but like i think the, the reality or is that what makes him is that what makes him successful it makes him that good it's never enough he's got a fucking 30 year old daughter and he was a terrible dad he was never there and so he's got these younger kids now but yeah it'd be a fucking he's just a he's just a brand I don't think he like. I'm sure he'd be a pleasant person, but like, I don't know if he'd know what to do if he was just in a room with no cameras. But, but, I, like, yeah, I, I think it's uh, well, way too. It's way. It's fucking way too much, and I would not vote for him for president. I've got 800 million in the bank. I'm happy. Done. Yeah, you need to disappear. I'm not going to get up at three in the morning. I won't no, be no, seeing no. Black Adam because oh, I might yeah. see Black Adam. I might see it if it's if I can stream it illegally, but it's like yeah, it's way too much. He, he's done way. He's he's done too much. But it's, look, it's too much. But I, follow, I don't it's, know. You it's know just, it's interesting. Does that is that what makes him successful? Do you have to be that level of crazy to be successful? Or and is that why we're not that level of successful? Because if we get to probably, a certain point, we're we'll going. Probably, I'm happy but with like, this. I think at the, a certain point as well, you'd have to be like, if you were really truthfully successful, you'd be like, okay, this the, now I need to tilt it in the other direction. I need to be home a little bit more. I need to spend some time with my children. Like imagine having children and never seeing them, never seeing them. I can't imagine having children, but imagine having a little baby. You never, you never see it till she's fucking thirty years old because you're I think, out. I think that would be all you'd want to do is see your kids. Well, that they're, so they're, wouldn't it? They're uber successful at one thing, but they're fucking very bad at like. Well, his tequila health. company. I saw some newspaper article saying that his tequila company is worth like a billion or two billion. When does it end, Dwayne? I don't know. Actually, speaking of successful people, I've got a good, <laughs> I've got a good story. <laughs> this is this will fucking shatter headlines. So a friend showed me some texts and images of a friend of his, a very close friend of his, a woman, if you will. Well, I can't assume her gender. She appeared to be a woman. She was at the Black Forge Inn in Ireland, Conor <laughs> McGregor's pub. And tagged herself at the pub. Conor McGregor came to the pub, 
and they shared a night together. <laughs> this, this was like three weeks ago. Fucking hell. So Conor McGregor is, from all reports, just, and I've spoken to some people who are from where he's from in Ireland. He doesn't have any rules over there. He just does whatever he wants. He's the mayor. Apparently, he he like just literally is like, because he's got a bit of rough in him from where he's from. Like, it's not like a nice part of town. So he's tied up a little bit in the in the dicey side of life, as well as, um, you know, like fucking drug dens, all sorts of shit. He's just fucking, and like just goes, you wouldn't think he'd be cheating in his hometown, eh? Maybe he has some, some kind of agreement with his missus, maybe. Connor, if you see this. This will um, be getting clipped tonight. It's, it's true. Well, it's, it fucking happened. So I don't know. He just mustn't have it. He just got no qualms. And she's got proof of this? Yeah. But like, she's not the first one. Fuck, yeah. he's, just, he's just running an absolute muck over there. Like, what have we done wrong to not be able to run an absolute muck? I don't know if I'd work here. I don't. I wouldn't want to be five foot seven. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> if, what? If you could, if you could have a successful whiskey company, I'd be five foot seven. Nah, fuck that. Being five seven, it'd suck. You'd fucking nah. You walk in a pub, you're little. That's why he, he walks around like this. Like he, he, I love him. He's one of my favorite people ever. But like that, when you see the when you see him in real life, like staying next to a real person, he's fucking midget. Fuck. Well, there you go. Breaking news on our show. <laughs> Conor McGregor is a bad he's, man. He's up to no good. I um, The only other thing that I saw recently was that the thumbs up emoji is now bad. What? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I might have seen the headline or clip of it. Explain it to me. I think it's our generation, not our generation. Well, is, is it like a, uh, what do they call it, where someone doesn't feel comfortable with what you're saying? Triggered. Like when you quit. Yeah, no, uh, I don't feel safe or something. Yeah, something like <laughs> Gen Z have cancelled the thumbs up emoji. Because <laughs> it's got like aggression tied to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. You, you're making me feel like you're being aggressive now. All this shit is triggering me. That's why I'm living in a sp- special administrative region. No one cares. No one cares about you. And I think they're doing a great job. I just want to (laughs) say that again. I think they're doing a great job. Every the the buses are on time here. Everything's running well. Um, It's a very efficient country. Yeah, yeah, very efficient. (laughs) I got my. I go to Seven Eleven. I got my little coffee. It's very cheap. Um, I put my mask on because that's safe. And I think safety's safety first. No, and then we kick a footy around on Saturday. So it's fucking not bad. Mate, you're living the life. I'm very happy for you. Uh, this has been a wild show. Conor McGregor, bad man. China's a great country. We're big Vladimir Putin fans. Um, do, you th- do you think he's sick, by the way? Huh? Do you think he has cancer? Putos? Mm. Maybe. He's got about 18 months left before America becomes a country again, and then they're in big trouble. So... It's a fascinating time him, to be alive. I'm not telling him to get on his bike necessarily because that could mean like wiping out half the world, but he's he's on the clock here. Um, you got any holiday, you got any holidays planned? The guys are going to Bangkok next weekend. Bang 
Kakhala City of Squala. And I, I truthfully don't know if I can if I can do it. It's just no. it's it's you a lot. You only live once. Yeah, well, it's like a two and a half hour flight, and all the everything's paid for already. So I, it's like pool. What party. do you mean you don't know if you could do it? Oh, chubby, like I, it would ruin me. I'm not. I'm, I can't party like you. Like I'm not a good partier. I can party well, like once. The, what do you What do you have to do the following week? Nothing, probably. Just do nothing. Yeah, but I'll be so sad. I'll be so. I'll be in my bed like they call it skyscanner Sundays here. <laughs> where you have a big Saturday and then you get on Skyscanner and look for, for a cheap trip back to where you're from. I'll be on Skyscanner Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. One of the keys to Hong Kong is to get out of Hong Kong as often as possible. Yes. Yes, I know. Out. Well, I you'll don't know out. what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll probably go to Bangkok, to be honest, for these two days. It sounds very good. I might come. I might be home for Christmas. I don't know. Um because Grange is bringing his girlfriend over and ruining the trip. So I'll have to, you know, I'll have to get out of here. Um, and I presume everyone will be spending time with their family. So that's about it. But I, um, yeah, I've got nothing else. I've got nothing else. You got anything else for today? No, I think that was a solid show. Not our best show, but like not bad, all things considered. We talked about some stuff, you know. Let's try and do this more regularly. I'll actually get prepared for once. You have to. I do, I do see all these things, like some of the rugby. I I pay a huge amount of attention to rugby influences, uh, for obvious reasons. So stop sending me fucking clips from rugby people on Instagram because I don't like them. So name names. No, I'm not doing that. But just stop sending me fucking rugby clips. creative. The guy throwing a fucking frisbee to the other guy while he does footwork and contact. Don't send me that. Don't send me that. I'll wake up, be angry. Don't send me that. <laughs> So that my my request for you is you stay on top of the domestic rugby happenings as I'm now semi out of that world. I only hear little whispers. Um, whereas before I was just copying earfuls from left, right, and center. So keep me across the shoot shield. Um, and I'll try and keep you off any impending nuclear wars. Right. It's gonna be gonna be an interesting year. There's some clubs that still don't have a coach, uh, which to me seems insane. You don't have a coach now. You will not be in the top four. Boom. Well, you know, I think. Unless you're uni. Boom. Well, they've they've just signed Damien Hill, which is obviously a good point. Oh, internal. There you go. Yep. Well, not I think the, the guy they were trying to get, they couldn't get. So they got Damien Hill, who's not a bad alternate. Um, but there's still, like, I think Randwick's still looking. South haven't announced. Um, I've heard various things there. I'll so stand by my comment. Yeah, considering considering how hard it is to retain and recruit people these days, I think you have to have a plan in place so that prospective people coming to the club or players who want to stay there can see that you've got some idea of where you're going. It's over. If we don't have a coach now, they won't be in top four. And I'll take that bet now from any of the, the green. And I don't wish poorly on them, but unless these guys are on two-year deals or something that I don't know about, then they're fucking gone. So... Well, the other thing is, and we've talked about this before, assistant coaches are going to get harder and harder to find um, because it's fundamentally a full-time job now. And it limits the work you can do because of the demands required of actually being an assistant coach. So unless you're someone like me with a weird job, it's going to get harder and harder to actually get decent assistant I think you can only get, I think you can from, oh, geez. I think you tend to get older people now who are 
don't who you're just doing it for fun. And I don't know whether that gives you what you want. I would agree totally. But I, I look, I'd say if you're coaching first grade, you've got to be up to speed with what's happening in the game. You can't be an old <laughs> you well, you should be up to speed with what's Yeah, happening. I've I've made I've like we've all had guys who are just fucking were good coaches in the nineties or good but players think, in the eighties. But I think now, I think to to if you're a if you're a serious team now, you have to have coaches who are up to speed with what's going on. You'd hope so, yes. Well, you should. You should in theory. In reality, that doesn't happen. But not not many of them are around. So I agree with your sentiment. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's all right, let's all finish with your traditional right. motivational message. Um, yeah, concussion riddled, uh, <laughs> ear, ear hurty. Hungover. My ear doesn't hurt, I just can't fucking hear anything. Um, I have to go to the doctor. Um, send me money if you're out there, please. I could use some money at the moment. Well, you should uh, have you considered starting an OnlyFans account. I did. I told my mum during COVID that I was going to start one exclusively for gay men. Which if went you're down making an extra ten grand a month, why would yeah. you not do it? Why wouldn't you do it? Can I wear a mask of some sort? I'm sure you could. Okay, then I'm in. There you go. That's a task for this week. Okay, <laughs> official at official Jed Gillespie on OnlyFans. It's actually. Oh, so okay. Did you have a motivational message? Sorry, I keep changing the subject. No, actually, my motivational message this week was I I I miss my family. So give your give your friends and loved ones a big hug today. And You're just uh, tell me off off air you've never been happier. No, <laughs> just uh, it's wisdom as you grow old. You you realize you you've got to keep your close ones close. So keep the grass cut low, as the, as gangsters used to say on the streets. Keep the grass cut low. No snakes. No snakes in the front yard. Um, and yeah. Can you just do me a favor and have fucking fun while you're there, please? I am having fun. Not at the moment. I've got no Take advantage of every opportunity. Just anything that they ask you to do, just do. Because you you only get to do it once. (laughs) I'm doing everything. everything. My cutoff is 4 a.m. though. I'm not doing anything past 4 a.m. Well, I think you can have a lot of fun up until 4 a.m. You can. And I have. Whilst I've been fully brained, at the moment, no brain. So I'm going to the doctor right now. One hell of a town. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, subscribe, share. And until next week, please buy some caffeine gum.